Hey, listener, thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, the Jock remembers Kobe Bryant. We text Jared Leto live on the show. The Birds of Prey first reactions are out, and hip-hop and Godzilla cross paths on Eminem's surprise new album. Wowie zowie! Plus a listener-sponsored movie review of the 80s cult classic Roadhouse. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Yeah, what is up, listener? How's it going? And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. What the hell are you doing back here? <laughs> and and he's hold on, I'll get to that. Also joining us is the world famous internet's puppet bouncer, Rug Dalton. But we just call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Yeah, I told you to be nice and we- be nice until I tell you not to be nice. How do I know when not to be nice? I'll tell you. You'll tell me. That's I'll right. My <laughs> Look, the interrupting cow is back, bitches. Yeah. Oh, damn it. But, I didn't even get my lineup. Look, yeah, just get used to it. We're back to status quo. My voice, clearly, not 100%. It's like 90%, but it's not fucking stopping me this time. Damn it. Yeah, I knew you were suffering through the last oh show. Oh, my God. You should have seen me. I was uh, sitting on my hands yelling at a mute microphone. It was fantastic. You guys, you guys did a good job, though. We tried. I heard we did a good job. We have some feedback because uh, you guys wanted to know. We'll share that at the end of the show. It was a first. It was a jock and nerd first for the first time in over 300 episodes, almost five years that I wasn't on the show, but I kind of was. So technically I was still there, but I wasn't there. Whatever. Um, sure. a- Anthony. Yeah. Uh, you got any uh, plans this weekend? Uh, doing anything uh, interesting? I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Uh, going to a football game. A football? Wait a minute. Yeah. I thought there is only one football game left. Uh, and it's pretty uh, amazing. Some would say super. Anthony, you are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yes, shit. I am. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I am. Uh, if you haven't heard Jock Talk, which most of you don't listen to, I revealed it there. But yeah, I am going to Miami, Florida for the Super Bowl. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, say hello to Pitbull for me. Pitbull? Yeah. Uh, you, are, that is, you are dating yourself with a Pitbull reference. Who's the Miami? Who's the hot Miami uh, group right now? Oh, Gloria is it, Estefan it's, I was going to say Gloria Estefan. <laughs> Miami Sound Machine. That's right. Yeah. All the artists will be down there. They never go odds. Who's doing the halftime show? Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Oh, oh the Ass Twins. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of booty shaking. There's not going to be a lot of... They're going to need a big stage There's going to be 50-year-old butt shaking and like 40-year-old <laughs> butt shaking. Won't need a binocular to see those. 
buns. Who, um, who are, who do you think will win? Are you rooting for, what is it? What, in the, in the butt shake off? In the butt shake off, I'm gonna uh, go JLo. She's got more Shakira's, experience. Shakira's, no. Have you seen Shakira's yeah, but hips? But JLo's been doing it longer. They don't lie. They don't lie. Yeah, I don't know, man. They, they, do they bring the milk boys to the yard? I don't know. Jesus Christ, you are old. I have all these old out of date. My neck, references. my back. Yes, yeah. I know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is it? 49ers in Kansas City, San Francisco. Yes, Ooh, Chiefs. Do you uh, are you? Do you have any stake? No, in this? I'm not really rooting for anybody. Uh, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, so I don't really care. Yes. How about damn Chiefs? But uh, <laughs> I I lean towards the Chiefs if I had to pick. Oh, you're gonna pick the Chiefs? Yeah. What's the name of the guy who the the the, the quarterback for the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's Mahomes, ball throwing guy. Mahomes. Yeah, he's he's probably the uh, the rising star. If he wins the Super Bowl, he'll probably be the face of the, like the NFL. Mahomes. Are they the underdogs? I think they're the favorite. I don't oh. know. I'd have to look at it. It's pretty close. Both yeah. teams are They've pretty evenly matched. They've never been this far. The Chiefs. They haven't been there in fifty years. Wow. Yeah. So it should be something special if they win. Yeah. And San Francisco is also a good story. So either way. Yeah, the 49ers haven't been in there in a while. Seven years, but they haven't won yeah. one in a while. I expect some good stories when you get back. I want a full report. That's wild. It's very exciting. It's very Miami, cool. Miami, yes. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah, it's a good trip for you. You're going to get into the heat. You're out of the Chicago winter. Yeah. going to see some ladies in bathing suits. That'd be nice. Maybe. And some men some in bathing suits. Yeah, well, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> I think I'd still prefer New Orleans over Miami. I don't think I would enjoy Miami. All of Florida. You haven't been of, to Miami? No, I've been to Jesus Christ. Jacksonville. What are you talking about? Yeah, you, Orlando. First of all, it's Florida. We're crazy people do right. crazy shit yes, all the time. Yes. You'd love like that's place where you should I go. I don't know. That whole state yeah, you, kind of scares me. <laughs> well, just to put it in perspective, yes, the state of Florida is insane. Miami's its own sure. little world. Yeah. Though. It's not like the rest of Florida. It's built on cocaine money. Absolutely. That's what I know. So I feel like you would definitely enjoy Miami. I might. I might. I would start digging up fucking dirt looking for a stash that's left, been there for 40 years. Yeah. It's cocaine Old and coke. money buried all <laughs> over the place. I, I love that this guy goes, I think New Orleans is better. Have you been to Miami? No. Nope. It doesn't uh, smell like urine and vomit. I'm yeah. just saying, two cities in the South, I'll prefer the vomit and the fucking urine. All right. I don't really? know. I, I, don't I mean, know. the music scene's probably a little bit better in NOLA, but like, eh. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad in Miami. And you got still got good food, good culture. That's true. Great weather. Yeah. You do have to worry about her. Well, you have to worry about hurricanes in New Orleans, Yes, too. you do. Just don't go yeah. that time. I It'll know. still get fucked up either way. Yeah. You're in that fucking panty. There's your travel tips for the episode, <laughs> listener. Uh, well, have a good time, man. That's fucking crazy. Let's get yeah. to the geek news right now. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. So this is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Say, that's a misnomer. Sometimes. Most of the time it is. Not this week, listener, because the Jock world did suffer. A huge tragedy, a huge loss uh, in the death of uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, in a helicopter crash. And seven others. Uh, and yeah. seven other people outside of Calabasas, California. Just shocking and sudden. Yeah. Anthony, how did this hit you? What does Kobe Bryant mean to you? Um, so I want to just throw in, if, I've, if you've listened to Jock Talk or you're going to listen to the spinoff show or have listened to it, then I apologize because I'm probably repeating my thoughts. This episode comes out a week after he has passed yeah, away, but yeah. it is the Jock and Nerd podcast, and when things happen that are within pop culture, that kind of shake pop culture, I think it's worthy that we talk about it, because we're human, and we should acknowledge things that happen in the world as they happen. As did it, How did it hit me? I mean, I wasn't the biggest Kobe Bryant fan okay. as a kid, yeah. 
growing up, I was a Michael Jordan guy. So Kobe Bryant was always deemed as the next Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. which made me hate him <laughs> as a kid. And then he was also on the Lakers, which I disliked. He was also playing with Shaq. I just hated. I, I love to hate the Lakers. I love to hate Kobe Bryant. But he, I mean, I will fully acknowledge he was an amazing basketball player. At towards the end of his career, he was like an OG basketball player that kept it real. So towards the end, very very well respected within the basketball community. And then post uh, basketball, his career was still just flourishing. He won an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had produced an award winning show for ESPN Plus. There was a lot for him to offer. So when I when I mean obviously when it happened, I wasn't crying, but I was look, going, "Wow, like no, no way. This is this is this is." I thought it was insane. a hoax at first too, yeah, like a lot of yeah. people. And I was trying to think of comparables, either athletes or just pop culture. And the last time I felt kind of rocked by a, a, a celebrity dying was Michael Jackson. I'll like, agree. I couldn't think of anything. Yes, this hit me like I obviously I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I imagine this hit me and reminded me of Michael Jackson and Prince, two guys that you think would were never going to die because they were so huge and so everywhere. And you're like, right. they're, they're superheroes. They're going to live forever. And then just the sudden and shocking out of nowhere, senseless. I mean, he was only 41. Yeah. Which is so crazy. young. Yeah. I mean, and it's just amazing the amount of how much it's taken over everything I look at. Yeah. Like all my social media for the past few days has been Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. Every time I turn on TV, it's been Kobe Bryant. And, and then I've seen posts from my friends talking about Kobe Bryant and how sad they are. I'm going, damn, man, this guy. I knew that he he was larger than life, yeah. but the impact he had on people was just is just amazing. The memorials from like Jimmy Fallon had a t- really touching story, and like everyone in entertainment seemed to have a story uh, about Kobe Bryant, when, and and it was nothing but nice things. Um, but yeah, like you said, the Oscars this year will be doing a tribute because he won an Oscar last year for a five minute autobiographical short film called Dear Basketball, which he wrote, produced, and did voice. Uh, voiceover on the thing, so that was pretty crazy. That I mean, who else has won five titles, two gold medals, and a fucking Oscar? That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll get more into my thoughts if you listen to the spinoff show. I'm actually going to have TJ on, who's a big TJ Johnson from yeah. Voice Runner, yeah. who's a big Laker fan. So we'll discuss more in depth because I think that platform is a little better to discuss Kobe Bryant, not only um his impact, his career, but also some of the not so nice stuff that. Kobe Bryant did maybe in his life, so we'll discuss all that there. Rugs, uh, comment did it mean anything to you? Um, I really don't care about sports, right? Uh, I know who Kobe Bryant is. Sure. I mean, he I know him from you know good things he's done and from him being in the news for bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's where I've heard of him. You know, pretty much I knew that he was like a one of the top guys in the game. I think I might have even seen him play a few times. Um. But I wasn't like, oh, all about. But the thing that really rocked me wasn't that he died. It was that his daughter was with him. Yes. And that his daughter was uh, also a basketball player and that uh, a bunch of other people were on the thing with him and um, that they they weren't supposed to go out in the fog and they went out anyway. And that's probably why they died. And you know how in movies and stuff you see what helicopters and planes have like a proximity alert and alarm goes off when they're nearing ground apparently this helicopter didn't have that for some reason which i was like wow that should just i would think that's a standard thing on fucking helicopters i would never endanger a kid if i was a dad to get on a plane if i knew that the conditions weren't right yeah because i'm sure they've made that trip several times in that helicopter 
Yeah, I mean, it's tough to speculate yeah. what you know happened. He, from what I've read, he does this trip all the time, sure. and and the reason he from this is stuff I read. Obviously, he wants to avoid LA traffic. Mm-hmm. He's rich enough to avoid it. Mm-hmm. But from what I read, he also would fly in helicopters because he valued the time with his family, and he didn't want to be sitting in traffic. Sure. So he was with his daughter going to a basketball game, taking her friends as well to a game that they were supposed to participate in. Man. So it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's what's really heartbreaking for me. It's not like, I mean, when Paul Walker died, I thought it was horrible, but like. Oh, yeah, I, remember, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But like, if his daughter was with him, yes. it would be, the impact would be 10 times yeah. Absolutely. the amount. Um, so it's just th- the fact that, that two members of the family died. And it makes it way more tragic. And it just, you know, it's just, I think about the, the kid, you know, more than, more than, uh, Kobe Bryant himself. I just think that about his family, how they're like, the tragedy is just multiplied by 10. I would agree. Yeah. I remember one of the thought, one of the things that first came out was he died. And then people were erroneously speculating, even some major news networks that all his daughters were on. Cause oh, he's got really? four. Yeah. So there was someone that was one of those, like I read, it was all his daughters were on. And I was like, Oh my God. Like even if one daughter was on, I was like, this is now awful. Like yeah. I feel even worse. Like, yeah. It is awful that Kobe Bryant died. It's awful. Everyone else died, but it's, it makes it even worse when someone that is not even hit their light, like even experienced the majority of their life is in there as well. So that, that was heartbreaking. Now, what do you think about the whole canonization of this dude? Like he's now like, like, like people are like just saying nothing but glowing things about this dude. Like that he was like this perfect dude. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of this is part of the, the gig with popular people. I, I think once the, this time passes, you know, people will, recognize the totality of the person and then make their own judgments there. But yeah, I think it's actually an, I don't want to say a nice, a polite thing to do for the family right. to canonize them. I, I think, I think in this moment and I've seen other people, I've seen people that have jumped out, jumped out of the woodwork and gone, he's a rapist. Don't forget he's a rapist. Yeah. And I, I, for me personally, you know, the, the, the details of that case are out in public, make of it what you will. It's not the right time. I just don't think it's the right time to be an asshole and be like the the legacy police and then chasing after people and going, "Oh, don't don't you forget? Yeah. How don't de- don't don't idolize this man. He's a rapist." Like time time will time will come, you know, the time will come when everyone can step back, look at the totality of the person and then make your judgment. And, I mean, I don't think anybody's really forgetting that, but you like you said this is not the time. Now, let me let me throw out this thing, all right? Yeah. So, people Let's say like Kobe Bryant did what he did, right? Yep. And now for the rest of his life, he's got to be, uh, you know, demonized or whatever, right? Right. For whatever mistake he made. Now, the same people or similar people that are on that kind of th- way of the thinking are the same people that are like want to get all these drug dealers out of prison that are like dealing drugs. Mm. Now, a drug dealer can give give a kid a drug and make him hooked for life and ruin that kid's life. But for some reason, people want that dude out of prison and they shouldn't ever be arrested in the first place. So we're really like we're really hypocritical about things, people, mistakes people make or things that happen and what what the impact is and what we're willing to forgive. We're willing to look past and how how this person can be rehabilitated and become a a trustworthy person in society versus this and that. It's very crazy. Mm. So when you're when you're looking at the totality of a person. You have to weigh all those things. Yeah, I mean, 
not to dwell, dwell on too much. I mean, most most people don't make the mistake of what maybe what he might have done. So I I won't like label it necessarily as it's tough to label it as just a mistake. There's not even I don't even know what the word is to describe if he did commit rape. Mm-hmm. Like what what that what that would be labeled as. Well, but, the drug dealer and him would they both commit crime. They right, both right. committed a crime. He committed right. a crime. Right. Correct. Crime is also a very loose term because stealing uh, the dollar from the store. But wait, whatever semantics. Um, but whatever whatever happened, it seemed like from then on he became better and did good and did positive for the world. So learn from it and he learned like yeah. All you can I mean all you can ask is if is if someone makes a mistake and they have a chance at their redemption mm-hmm. that they do the best they can to redeem themselves and do do better do good. So. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough, I think man. I think that's worth worth acknowledging. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I agree. I like acknowledging all the good someone has done doesn't mean that you're forgetting about the bad. Is he also considered by some as the goat over Jordan? No, no, no. Nobody. I mean, there's some Laker fans that might yeah. hardcore, but no one considers him the goat. Yeah. But everyone considers him a all-time great basketball okay. player. Yeah. Like one of one yeah. of the top basketball players. It's, it's depends on where people would rank him as, among the greats. I would put him in the top 15, top 20, okay. but I mean he's an all-time great yeah. basketball player. Yeah. All-time great winner, all-time great um competitor, uh inspiration to a lot of people. Uh, the whole mom like he's known as the Black Mamba. Mamba mentality is a big thing where it's just work hard, do as do the best you can, get after it, always win. He's, 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 I mean, he's made an impact. I like literally couldn't think of anyone other than Michael Jackson yeah, yeah. that kind of in, died in similar circumstances. Even then, Michael Jackson was older. So yes, he was older, but it was also very shocking and surprising. You're like, what? This guy? And divisive. And divisive, just and the divisive. same. But it and did. a lot of things came out after where you're like, yes. oh, yeah. questioning all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it was interesting. But it's good. interesting. Yeah, very crazy stuff. Listener, uh, get involved with the show, join the conversation. We have an awesome Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd! You can join that and get hang out and get to know us. We get to know you while you're getting to know us. Well, I want to get to know you, each and every one of you. Um, but and if you don't have Facebook, there we got Twitter, Instagram, email. You can uh, send us your voice. Lots of ways to get in touch. Just check out the website, jockandnerd.com. Uh, so you Jock and Nerd! Jock, okay. Jock and Nerd! Okay. You got to have that. <laughs> You gotta have that. What? what? Yes. Uh, we have kind of our first look here at the first Marvel TV show on Disney Plus, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, they are set pictures, and I normally don't like looking at set photos, but this one, it's got the dude playing U.S. agent, uh, and they're clear photos. You get a good look at the costume, and he's holding Captain America shield. It looks like the shield. That was given to uh uh, uh who was it given to? Uh, Falcon. 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 Sam. Yeah, Sam Wilson. Right. Come on. I remember uh, that. From an old ass Steve Rogers. How does this dude have it? Who is this? I mean, I guess this is the guy. The government's like, all right, well, this is our Captain America now. Give us the goddamn shield. Um, what Where do you guys pictures in this article that you said? what? Click on the link, and then there's a tweet, and then you click on the tweet. You see the photos. Uh, I know it's a set photo, but quality-wise, Anthony, is this up to par with like the MCU proper? Yeah, movies? I mean it's, it's a set photo, but I, I, I mean he looks good. He yeah. look, it looks like it would fit with within the, the universe, the universe yeah. that they've created. I, 
yeah, my, I don't have a ton to say on it, but it, it looks good. Uh, the the main like costume from the comics is like black and red and white, but they went with the whole red, white, and blue here. Uh, Rugs, have you found the photos yet? No, you're but, like you are doesn't matter, bastard. <laughs> you are a bastard. Well, how excited are you for the show? The well, show will be. Well, I've I seen the photos like in the past, yeah. on you know on Twitter, but. I haven't seen them just now. I just wanted to make sure I'm looking at the scene. It will be coming out in August of this but, year. Um, I seen the photos of the guy, the actor that they got to be Wyatt Russell. Yeah, he's not the first guy I would pick. I think that's by design because you don't want to like go. Oh, this guy's cooler than um, Captain America. Yeah. So you want a guy that's kind of dorky. So you're like, I don't like him. He's the son of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Oh shit! This guy is he really yep. 33 year old uh, son. Of the Han and Russell. Yeah, he he's not really the first guy I'd put in there. But, like, um, I, I, I'm, I they have a plan. Yeah. They're sticking to it. Yeah, I mean, this show is going to be huge. It's going to be huge to see what Faiji does with the now that he has the Marvel TV under control. And this is big budget. Uh, it's going to be the first one. And then we're also going to get WandaVision later this year. So I'm excited for both of those. Apparently, Paul Bettany said WandaVision is fucking bonkers and nuts and crazy. So, I look crazy. I am crazy. Oh, shit. Uh, you guys, Jared Leto, star mm-hmm. of the upcoming Morbius, also the worst Joker ever. He wants you to text him. All right. And, I'll do it. and he gave out his phone number. All right. I'll call him. What do we need to text him? For? I don't know. He says uh, he posted in a video on Instagram. He said, hey, everyone, it's your old friend, Jared Leto. I've been thinking about things. I miss you. We've known each other for a long time, and I should probably give you my phone number. Oh, shit. it's been a while. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message. Tell me if you miss me. What's going on? I'll hit you back. The number is 213-335-2223. All right, I'm we, texting it right now. We love you. Take care. Goodbye. Rugs, text him a hello from the Jock and Nerd podcast. And, uh, Excuse me? What'd you say? Your voice jo- cut out And then there. see if he writes back. All right, I'm doing it now. Sent. Good. I mean, is, do, do, what is, what is, do you think this is his real number? What is this? Why would I don't you, think, why would, I don't no, think it's not going to back. It's not real. He's got an automated thing that's going to come out. He says, I will hit you back. This is Jared Leto. Thanks for texting me. Plus, he's gonna hit me in, he's gonna hit me in the back. It's going to say press yes to stop. Press no to continue. Right, nothing happened. <laughs> well, give it time. It's got to go to all space right, and back. Rugs. <laughs> all right. Well, he says he's going to text me back. I feel like this is all. Be- hey, when you let people like <laughs> hang on a text. This is all stunts to get people interested. In Seems a- like classic Anthony <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> text look- Anthony. He takes a day to get back to you. <laughs> I'm actually one of those where if I have anything that pops up on my apps, that's a notification. I have to look at you it. Gotta right clear away. it. You can't have a little I can't, number. I gotta clear it. I gotta clear it. I hate when you see the three little dots and then it goes away and then it comes back and then it goes away and nothing and there's just constantly three. I like fucking <laughs> send what you're gonna send. The worst for me is the people that don't respond to text messages. It's like, motherfucker, I know you looked at my text. It what's says taking red. you so long? You know what's that? Yeah. That's kind of shitty in this day of like instant messaging is people now know that you've looked at right. it. Well, and you, you are you choosing can, not to respond. Yeah, but what if you're busy? You can disable that. Can you? Yeah. Because sometimes I like to look at it and not you, give away that I that looked is, at it. That is the first thing I learned right away. My One of my girlfriends was like, Tony, disable the red thing on your iPhone. I go, why? She he goes she goes, You don't want crazy bitches looking knowing yeah. that you read their texts and yes. then responded. Yes, dude. <laughs> Solid tip right here on the Jock and Dude podcast. I never thought about that. I'm not, I don't even know how to do it. Can you do that on Facebook Messenger? Because that's another place where 
Oh, you I can't don't really look that. at it without giving away that, oh, I've fucking seen this. Now i got to write something, and it's just too stressful. <laughs> and it's just too stressful. Wait, I had an idea of a contest. If the listener would sends me a screenshot of Anthony in the crowd at the Super Bowl, <laughs> I will send you some Jock and Nerd stickers. Jock and Nerd! How about that? It's a fun game we can play. Good luck. It could happen. You know, they, Photoshop me in. They might get, get you in an ISO with your, they're looking for good looking people in the crowd, you know, <laughs> like put it on the I, big screen. I'm, I'm going to be in the cheap seats. All right. I don't know. Maybe. It'll be but tiny. They're not cheap, but they are, they are cheap in comparison to everyone the else. nosebleeds. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, you're there. That's the important thing. Yeah. We're going to get a story out of it. It's all we yes, know. Yes. We want a story. Rugs has, yeah. has Jared Leto texted back yet? No. Okay. He moving on then. Fuck him. He already hates you. Maybe I got. Maybe I did the wrong number. Uh. Okay. Well, you want me to repeat the number? <laughs> You're gonna have to. Two one three 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 five two 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 three. Everyone, text him to listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast, and we could say hi, Jared Leader. Three three five. We two, bashed one, two, you three. a lot. We oh, we hope you come on the show so we can bash you. Two one three 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 five two one two three. Two one three 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 five two 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 three. Yes, you are oh. the worst Joker, but you may be a decent Morbius. So that's there something. we go. Okay. That's something. <laughs> Maybe I think I texted the wrong number. You son of a bitch. I wrote hi dick. Oh no. <laughs> no one No wonder he didn't respond. That's he not what he wants people to text him. What's the matter with you? Uh <laughs> right, Birds of Prey will be coming out later this week, the show post. Anybody Geek Boner getting Wait, any excited? This week? Well the show comes out on uh the week the show posts, yeah. Oh, so next week. Next week, a week from. Uh, oh well, yes, yeah. you're right. It's, the week the show it's all fucking time shit. It's fucked up. Yeah, but if listeners listening to the show, the week it comes out, this is the week. Birds of Prey, February seventh. Yes, uh, they had a premiere in London, and there are first reactions like they do on the interwebs, and they seem to be kind of positive, mm. drawing comparisons to Deadpool and John Wick. I, I mm. like I like both oh, of those. Shit. Um so uh I feel like I'm kind of getting excited for this. Uh did you guys see any of these instant reactions? You know, I'm gonna avoid them. Yeah. I wanna I wanna go into this movie right. blank. I already have my negative preconceptions, so I'd love for this movie to turn me around. It's R rated. We've already talked about in the trailer how she's like their Deadpool, like we already called that, so that makes sense. But the John Wick part gets me kind of excited if it's like crazy contrived fucking got, action. All right. This is what I sent. Okay. <laughs> I said, hey, dude, is it really you? And then like r- as soon as I sent it immediately. So he couldn't have texted. This. It's an yep. autoresponder. It says, boo, it's Jared Leto. Yes, it's really me. Think this link to add yourself to my contact so I can text you back. Wait, but he did answer your comment. So that's somebody read that. I think a lot of people ask if it's really. You think that's one of the canned ones mm, they programmed to pick up? Yeah. Man, is this like? They have an algorithm for. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna send another message. How big is your dick? <laughs> they have. <laughs> this may be like this last season in Silicon Valley where Gilfoyle invented an AI Gilfoyle and Dinesh, and you may just be talking. Nah, it's definitely, it, dude. It came right as soon as I sent it. It was like immediately, like the next thing. That's fun. There's no way that even the best texter can text it that fast. Imran's responses. That's fun. That's fun. (laughs) We have an AI Jared Leto we can uh, tweet away to. I'm pretty sure it's not really. 
Um, it's probably just to get people uh, interested in seeing a movie that nobody cares about or knows anything about at all. Sure. You know. Absolutely. So, he's got to do what he can. He's got to do something. Hey, he's trying. Uh, back to Birds of Prey. If the DC subscribers of the DC Universe app, you would have gotten an email by now to where you could see early screenings taking place in 30 cities across the U.S. on the 4th and the 5th. Well, they have an embargo going. What? For reviews? Yeah. Well, the social media things, the review embargo is not lifted. But it's a nice little perk with this DC Universe app before they shut it down that they go like, hey, you can see the movie early. Oh, wait, how do you see it early with the They're DC? They're going to send an email on the 31st of January. Oh, did you already say this? Uh, Yes. <laughs> you people, And by the time the show <laughs> posts, people will have gotten that email. We will get one. Yes, we will get one. So either the 4th or the 5th. But I don't know if we're going to see it. I don't know. Depends. I'm going to see it next week. Yeah, we'll see it when it comes out. Do we when does it come out? Uh, February next, 7th. Next Friday? Next Friday. I will definitely see it and this, we'll review it the week after. This Friday when the show posts. Next okay. Friday to us. Yes. And we'll have the review the following week. Uh, a week later. All right. right. Sure. Perfect. I will watch it. Uh, speaking of watching things, Rugs, last night, after eight seasons and 170 episodes, Arrow on the CW-verse quietly aired its last episode wow very quietly in fact it was so quiet that the ratings uh dropped from the episode below didn't even hit a million viewers they're saying it pulled in seven hundred and twenty-three thousand viewers which is pretty low no one gives a shit no one this is what happens when you kill something that was that i was actually good at one point uh yeah you're absolutely right i watched it it was fine it was all right they did one cool thing that you've probably seen all over the what internet. Do? I'm going to do spoilers. Spo- I'm going to do spoilers. Uh, Spoiler alert. At the very end, there's like a whole funeral and they, and there's flashbacks and you see Stephen Amell. But at the very end, Diggle's getting into his truck and out of nowhere, this uh, bright meteor craft comes crashing down on the earth, blowing him back against the truck. He gets up, he walks over. There's a box. He picks up the box. He opens up the box and there is a green glow emanating from the box oh, shit. and then it cuts right there oh so he's an he got the good weed that's what he got, yeah he got some <laughs> fucking chronic dude he got some so was, uh, shit was uh oliver queen buried with a salmon ladder or no actually they even mentioned there was no body they just put mementos in the casket because oh. he died on i for he what where it was on another universe everything changed right and everything merged so there's no body after crisis um i mean it, it is the show that started yeah a revolution it's in terms of cw and and superhero on tv it was an anchor for the show for a while yeah i mean they waited until the end of the first season to like put him properly in the costume they you know it was batman light it was it started the whole started the whole formula of these shows when yeah. you had Felicity and Diggle and Oliver all, all and the, the team. good things and all the and all, all, all the bad things the eventually bad, yeah um, but it just, it, you could just see the not giving a fuckness start and then it just trickled out to everything else at the Arrowverse. I, I still, I do maintain, I think I said this when we reviewed the, uh, crisis, but seasons one and two, especially two with, yeah. uh, they were good. That yeah. stroke were really good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it, I owe a part of good, a decent, uh, not a decent, I owe a, a good amount of hours to that show. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't feel sentimental about it, yeah. but. I think it was once a good show. And then it just, you know, went on too long and 
lost its north. It definitely has its place in comic book TV history and, and what it started. Now, what I find is interesting, I found this article from Cinema Blend. Now that Stephen Amell is done with the show, he surprisingly candid remarks about uh, how he felt the show ended up, how the crossover went on a podcast with Michael Rosenbaum, who rugs best Lex Luthor ever. That's right. His Michael Rosenbaum's podcast is called Inside of You. Whoa. Steve, Whoa. Yes, it's hot. Excuse me. That's hot. Geek Inside of you. <laughs> Stephen Amell made some very, very candid comments. Listen to this. He says, in the first episode of the crossover that has already aired, my character dies, and he's dying on a gurney in the Arrow Bunker. Some of my lines, my lines are to Kat McNamara, to Katie Lotz, and to Grant. We're trying to wrap Katie and Grant because they had hit their 13-hour mark, or whatever it was. They were trying to wrap Katie and Grant before I shot coverage of the scene where I died. I blame no one for this, but this is a scene with me from Arrow that's taking place on Supergirl with the Supergirl crew with demands on both Grant and Katie Lotz, who are on Flash and Legends, who are on a different schedule than the crossover because they're shooting different shit and they're trying to pull them so they don't screw up Flash and Legends. Meanwhile, the fucking Green Arrow is laying on a gurney trying to deliver his lines to something other than a fucking tennis ball. I was like, damn, Stephen Mal, tell us how you really feel. Apparently, like, the scheduling for this was crazy and he had to deliver, like, they put tennis balls as placeholders because mm. the people aren't all there at the same time. Basically, he thought that the crossovers, as the years went on, were screwing everything up and probably didn't die and leave the character the way he would have liked to, the way the legacy mm. deserved. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think that the, the crossovers were uh, really, really not good. They didn't bring a lot to the table besides fan service. Like of like little moments of the person popping in here or there, yeah. and uh, it was a huge waste of time and didn't really make anything better. In fact, it just overcomplicated things and make me go, "I don't want to watch this anymore." I mean, this is a show that started real gritty and grounded, and then ended up yeah. having magic and metahumans and just got it fucking had a lot crazy going for it. So this last quote's great. He goes, "There are a lot of scenes where I'm acting, and there just aren't actors there, and they're just this is not an acceptable way of creating the best product from my perspective. I think it's a little disrespectful to actors in their process. Speaking generally, other actors I may don't not know. give I a mean, shit. I fucking Anthony Hopkins was there. He'd fucking kill it. Yeah, no matter no excuses, no matter what, he'll fucking act to a fucking pie. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's right, Stephen Amell. Fucking Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I like, I like. Right? I, it's true. He will kill everything. Quit being a baby." Uh, but I do, I just, I, I find it refreshing when, uh, these guys come out and kind of say, I can't act to a green screen. Well, then don't fucking act. God damn it. This is disrespect. I'm dying here. Someone, anyone? No, nothing. Fine. Nobody cared. Yeah. No, nobody cared. Finally, to close out the news portion, fellas, I want to talk about music a little bit. All right. Uh, remember back in 2018, before Venom came out, Eminem drops. This album out of nowhere, Kamikaze, with a song called Venom that's on the soundtrack. Yeah. I always remember that shit and how crazy it was. It's a fucking song. Was it crazy? It was. It Because, look, this guy. I even, I've never even heard Venom, by the way. It's all right. It's, I heard it one time. It's it's okay, but there's great. It took over the world. <laughs> no, the album Kamikaze <laughs> did. There are some great songs. There are some good songs on that fucking album and great other artists. Well, two weeks ago. Fucking Eminem does it again. Oh, shit. No uh, coming soon. No teaser. Releases his 11th studio album. Goes straight to number one. The 10th album for him to go straight to number one. Um, and it's called Music to be Murdered by. And there's so oh. many 
fucking fascinating, interesting things about this. First of all, that's kind of morbid. It's morbid. The title of the album actually references an album by Alfred Hitchcock in 1958, also called Music to be Murdered by. Uh, and he actually has some Alfred Hitchcock uh, clips on the album. The the image he uses is the same image Alfred Hitchcock uses. If you click this link, you can see the comparison. It's He's got an axe to his head on one side and a gun to his head on the other side. Alfred Hitchcock did exactly the same thing in 1958. On that album, uh, there's a couple of really great tracks on here uh, that I think are going to be huge. He released one called Darkness that has a video uh, that's actually about the Las Vegas shooting. Mm, now, I did see I that video. Had- Dude, he's rapping from the point of view of the shooter, but also as himself and showing the parallels with him and the shooter going back and forth. Uh, the His fucking double entendres, his wordplay, his flow. This album, I've been listening to it over and over again. It's what the kids call fire. Whoa. <laughs> it's pretty much fire. Now, the other great song. That's fire. Fire. There's another song called Stepdad, uh, where it's just about him killing his abusive stepdad oh shit that's the whole song and then the big one that's really blowing up for him that's a huge hit right now i'm telling you this is gonna be in the clubs and it ties into the show it's called godzilla geek boner wow featuring the late (laughs) juice world what get the fuck out of here whoa you guys know Juice World. Anthony, do you know Juice World? I've heard the name. I don't know if oh, I, I even, might have heard. He's even too new for you, is he? That's yeah. his name? Juice his World. name's Juice World, yeah. I did think. I thought it was a store. Yeah, I did think it was an orange Julius kiosk in the mall. <laughs> but no, he was 21. He passed away recently of a seizure. Apparently, very talented rapper. He sings the hook. Oh, very bad at making his own name. He sings the hook on Godzilla. <laughs> so that's huge because he's got a lot of fans. So they were like, I can't believe Eminem. Paired up with Juice World, uh, the beat on Godzilla is amazing. And then, in the does he use any kind of Godzilla beat? Uh, no, but it's he he mentions Godzilla right in the beginning. I see. Come on. So it's, it's kind of like Venom. I don't know why it's called Godzilla. He's comparing. They're comparing I themselves. Can't say his name right. To monsters when they go partying and how they could be monsters and partying go crazy. If Kubie, I don't know. But Kabube. I don't know. What's going on? The guy who, the guy who writes the Godzilla music. <laughs> what's the Japanese pronunciation on that? I don't if, know. If, if, what? Wait, what's his name? Ifukubi? Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing. I can't remember. Wait, let me, remember, let me Google wait, it real quick. I remember words in my head, and then I try to say them, and then they're always wrong. Akira if Ifukubi, yeah. Oh, right. we, need, we need We need like a quick Bilotti cut in where we he just says it. We need Bilotti to pronounce this. He's yelling right now. Yeah. <laughs> his foot is up. <laughs> Raised it's above. Ifakube, you bastards! And, uh, he's got a he's got his knee with ice on it, and he's yelling. <laughs> so the word the word Godzilla is in the refrain too that Juice World sings. But dude, the last like forty seconds of this fucking song, he breaks his own Guinness World Record for fastest rap song. Previously, it was the song Rap God. There's a portion in that song where he's just fucking rapid fire. It's amazing. The end of Godzilla. New world record has him spitting a total of 229 words in just 30 seconds. That's 7.6 words per second. That's 11.3 syllables per second. This is faster than rap God. And you listen to it. And Can we hear a little bit of it? No, we can't because uh, we'll get taken off. Copyright. Easy. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I don't understand. I've been watching all these uh, reaction videos of people listening to the song and playing it on YouTube. How the fuck do they get away with it? 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's not try it. I though. don't because this is going to be on Spotify and like YouTube flags fucking content. I've been told not to do it, but it's on Spotify, listener. I'll put a link to it. Listen to the end of this, and right. you will have brain damage. Let me do an impression of it. It sounds like this. It's very similar. It's yeah. very similar. Here's the thing. Man, the monsters under the man, the monsters under the man, the man, the gods, little plaster pastas. You know what's funny about that? Remember Chris D'Elia making fun of him? That's what I'm saying. At the end of the song, he references the Chris D'Elia video. He goes, "This is what I'm planning." He he has callback, dude. He has callbacks to Machine Gun Kelly. He's got disses to Cardi B, Puff Daddy. Nick, we're very excited about dude, this. Dude, it's so great. And Nick, you're, so, you're putting the hard sell on this Nick one. Cannon, for some reason, put out three diss tracks. Uh, oh, no. for, I mean, I'm like, Nick Cannon, what the fuck? What are you doing, Nick Cannon? Get the fuck out of here. You cannot. This man showing you on this album, he is still the fucking greatest. He has no plans to retire. He's still the fucking best, dude. And he is. He's just... He just demonstrated that he's a fucking... His writing is great. He's amazing. Like, it blew me away. The album's great. <laughs> I give it five stars. Do you like it, Imran? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't figured this out yet. It's all right. I love, though, that he just drops this out of nowhere. Uh, and then, boom, it's fucking everywhere. And he doesn't even need any fucking advertising. Check it out. I put links in the show notes. And you guys didn't listen to Godzilla. I thought you would listen to the song at least called Godzilla. I mean, it really well, has nothing to do with no, Godzilla. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. If I knew, look, if I'm talking to a bunch of Godzilla guys yeah. and they don't mention it, that means it's probably not worth listening. That song is fire. Trust me, listener. I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, it's Eminem. It's, yeah. I'm going to hear it eventually. Someday I'm going to have my radio on the wrong channel. Fucking Slim Shady. is going to hear it. This guy listening to the radio. Jesus Christ. Slim Shady is back. <laughs> Never went anywhere. <laughs> I get one of them transistor radios <laughs> that you got to tune on in. the AM, you got to turn the dial. That's right. You got mo- static you and shit. Move the antenna. Remember when you had to do that? Yeah, you got to move the antenna. You had right. to scroll. You had to keep scrolling. Scroll the dial. <laughs> and now, now whatever you want, it just you just play it. It's like I want to hear this. You literally can play whatever the hell just you go want. Go on Spotify and just write a song in there, and there it is. It's wild. All right, let's take a break here. Play some promos. We're gonna come back and get into the world of bar bouncers. With our yes. review of Roadhouse right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Aisla. And together we are the hosts of the Bicurian podcast. Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in. Tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved? Then come be a part of a different way of thinking. Everything from politics to geek culture to current events that polarize us as a society. We explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at Bicurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join We Be Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to We Be Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at webegeeks.net. We Be Geeks, your voice for the geek revolution. Want to know more? Doc, 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 doc. 
listener, if you enjoy the show, consider joining our awesome fan club. Visit jockinner.com slash Patreon, where you get stickers, you get t-shirts, and you get uh, access to a bonus podcast feed with bonus content. Extra stuff that's only available on our Patreon feed. For example, we do have a sports program. Uh, it is called program. a program. It is a very uh, good sports program called Jock Talk with <laughs> it's a very good sports program. Nice. Very ethical and uh, critically acclaimed, I believe. Yes, yes. Uh, nice. many awards. The ESPN loves it. Uh, hosted by Anthony and Chad. Their bottom is is very weak. So you yes. mentioned Anthony. You have a. You're talking more about uh, Kobe Bryant on this week's Shock Talk. Kobe, yeah, Super Bowl preview, Conor McGregor, a whole bunch of shit. Only on Patreon. Also, all the shows come out there early. So uh, this show comes out early. The spinoff show comes out early. And I want to recommend the listener listen to the most recent spinoff show. Because I think oh, yeah. it has the best guest ever yeah. uh, on, on the spinoff show, Anthony. Is it Abs- you, Imran? It is. Oh, shit. We're talking about floating around naked in salt water. We, oh, yeah, you yeah, did that. Yeah, we did. We oh, were naked. Shit, I want to yeah, listen to that. We were floating and uh, first time experience for both of us. Did you feel anything? I may have. Somebody tickled me. I don't know who it was. Imran always feels something. He definitely, he he definitely he felt something. something. I, I, I don't think I felt the things Imran was feeling. I'm not going to. I don't want to spoil it. Go back and I listen. I think he just masturbated. What do you think I, I was? Think what do, you, what do you think I was floating Everyone's on? Everyone's like, I'm alone in here. <laughs> Let me like, see. I feel my penis. <laughs> it was a trip, man. How long were you in there? 60 minutes. We, we did an hour, yes. Oh, you definitely did it. Um, <laughs> you can be naked in that thing when I ban- the, the only way to find out, <laughs> listener, is to listen to the spin-off show, where, in which I reveal oh, Jesus. whether or not I sullied the float tank. <laughs> uh, but it was, what the this, this didn't cross your mind, Anthony, at all? It did really? until now. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. I'm like, that's what he's doing. We're late on our dick joke this week, but we got there. Uh, also, if you give us $10 a month, then you can force us to pick any god-awful or really good movie to watch and review for the show at the $10 tier. And that's what we're going to be doing now. We burned out uh, a bunch of them. We have, after this one, we have two more in round one. And then if you give us $10 a month for more than a year, you can pick another movie. So we'll be moving on to round two very shortly. Jockinner.com slash Patreon to get in on all this goodness. But for now, we are going to review the movie Roadhouse from 1989. Ooh, the last of the 80s. The last of the 80s. Here's your spoiler alert for a movie that's 31 years old. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one sponsored by, dedicated to listener and Patreon supporter, Jesse Rodriguez. Hello, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Thank you very much for your pick. He has been a patron for 17 months, so thank you. Oh, thank well, you. Thank you so much. Wow. For your patronage, he gets another pick. I think he may have sent it yeah, in already. I don't know. Definitely. Uh, Jesse, you get another pick. Um, this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, sitting at a whopping 37%. Tomato meter with an okay. average rating of 5.06 out of 10. Audience score 66% for whatever that's worth. Uh, I think, I forget what the budget of this movie was. It was in the Wikipedia. It may have been, was it? Yes, it was $15 million. Budget of $15 million. This movie ends up making $30 million worldwide. Doubles this money in 1989. That's not bad for an R-rated uh, 80s movie, I suppose. Right. Uh, this movie stars, of course, 
uh, Patrick Swayze, directed by a dude named Rowdy Harrington. Did he direct anything he else? He is Rowdy known Harrington? for nothing else. Uh, no. Pretty much nothing else. He has nine credits. It's got to be like a, a like a fake name. He did this. Remember Gladiator from 1992? Uh, with yes, uh, with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, yes, Cuba Gooding Jr. was the lead. That's bad. When that's your lead, not a good thing. I, I would throw in though. Yeah. Produced by Joel Silver, which is a name oh, it, you guys should be. Oh, it's a well, Joel he, Silver joint. He did a bunch of yes. action movies. and yeah. Well, so he, here's some of the movies on his list. Yeah. For those that don't know. 48 Hours. Wow. Commando. Lethal Weapon. Predator. Die Hard. Both the, the sequel to Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Predator 2. Uh, Last Boy Scout. Demolition Man. Uh, Richie Rich. Lethal Weapon 4. The Matrix. Wow. Um. All the Matrix movies, V for Vendetta, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, what else here? Project X, Sherlock Holmes. So he's a big he's a big time producer, huge in the big time 80s. action producer. Yeah, action, huge in the eighties, nineties, and nineties. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so starring Patrick Swayze as Dalton, just one name. Kelly Lynch, Sam Elliott as Wade Garrett, Ben Gazzara as the bad guy, Brad Wesley, uh, Marshall Arteague as Jimmy, uh, and then a couple other guys, Red West. Uh, uh, other character players that you don't know their name, but you've seen their faces, like this dude Kevin Teague, who plays Tillman, the owner of the bar. Anyways, let's yes. get into Roadhouse. I am dying to know, Anthony. Let's start with you. Well, should I do the summary real quick? Oh yes, do a plot summary. We absolutely need that for this movie. So Dalton, played by Patrick Swayze, is a professional cooler. Yeah, what is that? So it's like a bouncer, basically that. Runs the whole bar and makes sure. Head of security, basically. Yeah. So he gets recruited by this guy from Missouri, Frank Tillman, to basically clean up his bar because he's investing a ton of money in this bar. Basically, recruits him to clean up the bar because it's bad shit happens every night. There's fights. People are doing thuggish things in the middle of Missouri. So he gets recruited to this town to clean up the bar, and he gets wrapped up it by trying to clean up this bar he gets wrapped up in a um a bad guy basically controlling the entire town and he has to now deal with not only cleaning up this bar but now just cleaning up the town is basically what it is the double deuce yes double deuce ends up dealing with a rich guy that is just evil Okay. Right. has a grip stick, over the town. Yeah, ha- sticks his po- money, sticks his hand in everyone's goddamn pocket and squeezes it till it's and, goddamn And, of perfect. course, on the way, he hooks up with the local doctor. It's very hot, of course. Right. Gets the curl. Right. Of course. Uh, and it's all your 80s, 90s, yes. early 90s action stuff. Yes, it is. Had you ever seen this movie before, Anthony? I have not. Okay, no, let's not start with your opening thoughts. Sure. Watching the movie. So, uh, yeah. I have not seen this movie. Yeah. I haven't really t- watched a ton of Patrick Swayze either. So, that being said, this movie is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, this whole it's it is the that era of movies where the guy comes to a foreign land and has to deal with everyone in that foreign land hating him, and it's um, rewritten with a bouncer going to the middle of Missouri to clean up a bar. But it's that same thing. Kickboxer was like that. Karate Kid Part 2. There's a ton of movies where these 80s, 90s action stars are basically in that situation. I mean, it's a a classic Western setup. Yeah, right, right. 
Right. So, um, but it, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's it's a bar. People, this this there's this evil bad guy that's maniacally very very brutal. Um, there's weird bar fights. It gets really um, like people start killing each other for some reason. Um, the ending is just ridiculous. <laughs> the love story is very rushed. Um, there's just tits in, in random scenes. Uh, it's literally everything. Every it's just. It's what Michael Bay would have done in the eighties, maybe. Gigantic explosions. Cocaine fueled creative minds. Yes, it's 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 a ridiculous fucking movie. I fucking loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, I gotta go next, because I know Ruggs has seen this and I can't believe I have never seen this fucking movie. Oh, you've never seen it? No, and I'm surprised and shocked at myself because this is the quintessential epitome of a good, bad 80s fucking movie. Its movie has everything. It's got throat ripping. It's got booby oh, squeezing. It's got backroom fucking. It's got fight scenes. Uh, and I also really fucking enjoyed this movie. I had a great time. Like, it's so oh, bad. It's this good. This is the gem. I can't believe. And I can't believe I've, I've never seen it. I'll tell you why it. it's so good. Rugs, you're, yes, you've seen it All multiple right. times. Well, listen, I've seen this movie throughout my, you know, my teenage years. I think it came out in 89. Yep, so yep. I was like a teenager at that time. And I think I might have seen it in the theater, like the, the shitty theater, the one that like oh, they, has the, gets, gets the movies yeah. like a month Later. after they come out. Yeah. Um, This is porn. This is what it is. It's pornography. It's 80s softcore porn. That is what it is. It's, 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 it is pornography because in the movie... Dalton walks in. Every girl is like creaming their pants. Yep. They want to fuck them. Like they'll just walk up to him and whip their tits out. <laughs> and like every, he's like, there's no reason. They just, they're just magnetized to him. Every guy thinks he's awesome. It's like wish fulfillment. It's like the yep. only time, like where like if you're delivering pizza and a girl just takes her clothes off and fucks, he was in a porn. And like this is basically, it's it's like it's it's porn. It's what it is. Yeah. It's like it's wish fulfillment of being a dude porn. Like you walk into a bar, you're in a fucking the man, you're in charge, people listen to you. In fact, you're so dangerous and fucking bad that the fucking guy who's the really big bad guy who's rich, he's scared of you and he <laughs> wants to fucking fuck with you. And then no, you like fuck you. And then it's just it's just like the cock measuring, it's just hits, it's just women being treated like objects. It's a pornography. It's 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 porn. And I love it. Yeah. Because uh, if you watch a porn or if there is a porn <laughs> on, you're, you're like fine with it. For some reason, like women just like throwing themselves at weird guys and just being degraded. But if it's in a movie, yeah. you're like shocked and aghast. How could they, they make this trash in the eighties? Well, you're still making porn now. <laughs> people are still watching it. And that's why I think, uh, people like it because this is like, yes, you go to the movies to, to like revel in fucking just ridiculous it's shit. It's over the top. Like, it's, it's a ridiculous. fantasy. It's, it's like, yeah. but like, it's entertaining. It's an excess of fantasy yep. and violence yep. and of just debauchery and stupidity. It's so fucking eight. It's, it's almost comical. Well, I would I would add. So to add on top of that, what what appealed to me is first off, I go out a lot, so yeah. I could kind of relate to a, like a shitty bar, yeah. sort of like this. I'm I've I don't go to obviously. M- Bumblefuck Missouri, but I, I can relate to being at a bar, right, and having girls like look at you and being like, "Man, I wish they like they would all just droop, all, like just be draped all over me, like like Dalton gets these yep. girls, like no no sweat." Um, 
but what what's great about it is for me is you can escape so it's it's not at all realistic in terms of the way people are acting no one would act like this the, the girl falls in love with dalton after basically bandaging his fucking yeah, ribs right away like it's smelling his armpit right and the, yeah. and the girl with the huge tits that julia michaels that does the little seductive dance which yeah. was great um <laughs> immediately falls is smitten with him when yeah. he walks in. Yep. Like, so all the girls like, I'm love gonna him. I'm going to fuck this guy. Yeah. Right, right. But, but like, so no one acts like a real human being. But what I like about it is it's, it's not so over the top. Like, there's a part of your brain where you could go, maybe that could happen for me. <laughs> He's <laughs> well, like, maybe there's a yeah. world. Like, it's not like yeah. space. It's yeah. not like monsters. Yeah. It's not... Um, that's the wish the, fulfillment. The blood part and guts of the movie. aren't like yeah. so over top, other than the throat ripping. But everything's like maybe if everything turned out right, there's a world where this could happen. Well, I'll tell you a couple <laughs> of things I, I love about this world. It's a world where bouncers are celebrities. They're world famous. Everybody People talk about them. Yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. knows Dalton. Them. Everybody knows Sam Elliott's character, Wade Garrett. They're like, oh, yeah. yo, that's Dalton. I love when the guy's like, the name is Dalton. And they're like, holy shit, you see that? That's fucking Dalton. Thought you were bigger. Oh, yeah, I love how he gets that. It's so great. This movie is the most contrived, convenient movie that ever made. Okay, yeah. so let's just break this <laughs> yeah. down real quick. Yeah. All right. So this dude finds Dalton at his job. Yes. He says, convinces him to go down to his so roadhouse. right away, he convinces him to leave his job and move yeah. to another town. So he immediately uh, just, quits. He goes, yes, I'll do it. Like, goes like that. down there, yeah. all right, goes to the bar, and then right next door to the bar is this... This this auto parts store, which he's gonna which he's gonna have to get auto parts from because they're gonna fuck up his car, and then he gets an apartment that's right across the river from the main bad well, of guy. Of course, from the main bad like, guy. Everything yes. is so convenient. Yep. Like every, yep. like the girl the girl that band is the is the niece of the guy the guys that, that owns the auto shop that he has the he has like this kind of partnership with. Not only the niece, but he's the she's the. The ex girlfriend of the bad guy as well. Brad Wesley yeah, was yeah. in the dock and he got jealous because they're fucking out in the open on the on the on the roof of the thing. And I don't understand for the life of me why the bad guy in this movie didn't want Dalton to clean up that club. <laughs> like he's not doing anything bad. Like hey, what he's doing has absolutely no bearing. You're not losing money. Well, he's just, he's making, fact, yeah, making business more money. Has never been, been yeah. better, and he's gonna. If he takes a cut, he could take a cut of that money. Like, I don't know what's the problem. Well, can I ask also why <laughs> this bar needs to employ, like, fucking eight bouncers? Like, do you really need that many bouncers? Well, they it's were bad. fucking shit up. You they were, were bad at the bar. beginning of that movie. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of bouncers. kill each other. <laughs> $20 to kiss some titties. I thought that was a good deal. Uh, in <laughs> well, the beginning. One of the and things. the girl's just like, yes, do it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, crazy. Just like in a porn. Like, yeah, do it. Go ahead, sure. Why not? What's um, I'm not going to say anything. A little tie-in to Mr. Nanny for me, or just yeah. a wrestling reference. Yeah. So one of the bouncers is Terry Funk, who's oh. a legendary oh, yeah. wrestler. Right oh. off the he's the bad bouncer that gets fired right away. Oh, yeah. And he's oh, the bigger dude with the, the goatee and mustache. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some great cheesy lines. Uh, Dalton is like he's Brad Taffer. He's Bar Rescue before Bar Rescue. He's Brad Taffer, <laughs> but. Also, John Claude Van Damme with his karate knowledge with, with or his, his martial arts or whatever knowledge. he's doing. Yeah. What was that he was doing? He just made that shit up. He I think I think he was doing. Yeah, it's not Hapkido. It looks like he was doing kung fu for him. Well, he's or, doing or tai kata. chi too at one point with, with shirtless, of course. Of course, he's and, great. dude, and he's shirtless throughout this whole film. For no reason, in every scene, he just has no. This shirt is what on. I think they did because uh, co- the movie Cocktail had come out a year before with Tom Cruise and Kelly Lynch, and it's a great cheesy, another great cheesy eighties movie, but made bartenders 
like the stars, right? And they were like, hey, we need a movie about bouncers. We should make bouncers the stars. And I bet bouncers love this movie. I love this movie so much when I was a kid. I wanted to make like a sequel to it or like a reboot of it where it takes place in Las Vegas oh, at like a, a casino. And they, they, instead of hiring to a roadhouse, they hire him to be head of security at, at this like fucking rundown casino that they needed to fucking, you know, fix up. So there was a sequel with that, that was about his son and straight then, to DVD, straight to it DVD. And I heard that's not bad, but they were working on a remake with Ronda Rousey for that's a couple been dropped. years. Yeah. And I'm not doing it anymore. But you know what really saves this movie? Why it works? What do you mean saves? It was great from the start. No, it is great. <laughs> There's something about Patrick Swayze. He's got a charisma for sure. Even There's though he, something he's very him. understated. Yes. He plays the role. He's obviously a stud, but he doesn't come off. Like, he doesn't try to act over the top. He's very, like, polite and and respectful. And in the way he, you know... The way he treats the other uh, bouncers, you 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 be nice. That's the fucking you, great you scene. Escort them and you be nice. The, be Listen, nice. the hair does all the heavy lifting. The, yeah, the <laughs> that fucking hair mullet. is fucking like a god on oh its own. Oh my god, golden fucking mullet, <laughs> hey, I, dude! I found myself rooting for Dalton. The bad guys are Absolutely. such assholes. I was like, fucking get him, Dalton. But get him. But wait, how great is? The fact that his friend Sam Elliott also has great hair, yeah, and he he comes into the picture, and it's like a bro fest yep, all of a sudden. Yep. Oh yeah, he just shows up in the while perfect, so convenient. He shows up as Dalton's getting beat up by four guys. Yeah, so he casually walks out, yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be fun, and just starts <laughs> beating up the guys with him. Oh my gosh, where are the police? Police don't exist in this fucking they, oh, town. No, they, they, they don't. <laughs> They don't exist until the very end of the movie. They drove a monster truck through a car dealership. Where are the cops in any of this? Oh, my. Well, so not to jump, just because the rug boy mentioned the end of the movie. How ridiculous is that fucking ending? The end is fucking oh, fantastic. So, crazy. so the cops finally show at up. At the very end. At the very, very end. At this point, everyone that's been wronged by the, bad, the main bad guy, Wesley, they're all old. They all decide at that point, Dalton kicks them down. The rest of the people in the scene all have shotguns and all f- blast yes. fucking Wesley. Well, yes. Blast this yes. motherfucker. Four so he's blown shots. to pieces in yeah. his house. Like, how? Do, <laughs> first of all, how do they get in the house? Yeah. He's blown to pieces. The cops show up and the cops get are, leave the scene because everyone goes, I didn't see nothing. Did you see anything? Did you see anything? No, I didn't see anything. And the guy puts away the shotguns in front of them. The guy calmly collects all the shotguns and and takes them away. And they're like, we don't know what happened here. And the cops don't do anything. (laughs) And then they brilliantly cut to one last nude scene because it's an 80s movie. And just, just before that, Dalton literally kills all the guys on Wesley's, all his henchmen. And then he stops. At Wesley, when Wesley's the guy who killed fucking his best buddy yeah. Wade, he's right. an evil guy. He stops there, but he just killed everybody else. Well, he wanted to prove to the girl that, that he's not a killer. I'm not a throat clipper. <laughs> I was gonna say. So the the whole crux of the girl and the guy, uh, uh, the the main girl, who falls in love with Dalton way too quick. Okay, but let's let's accept that. The crux of why they break up is because Dalton does something really vicious. He rips the throat out of one of the bad Jimmy. guys in front of her, oh, oh, and she God. is like reacts like any person would you're a fucking monster i'm never going to talk to you again and then dalton proceeds like you guys mentioned to kill the rest of the bad <laughs> yes. guys and she automatically just goes you know what you're not so bad i'm uh, gonna get naked with you in the water you didn't rip his throat <laughs> out uh this is your reward yeah it's like wait a minute you just 
were appalled, and rightfully so, that this man doesn't ripped another throat, man's throat out. Doesn't matter. This by is the a end. movie where a shirtless Patrick Swayze tackles a guy off a motorcycle and rips his fucking throat now, out. Oh, why shit. can we watch? A question I want to ask you guys is. How can we Thanks watch for repeating this movie? That, Imran. <laughs> you have to. How it's can so we watch good. this movie and enjoy it so much, even though it's so bad? It's such shit, but it's it it owns it. What? I don't There's know. Some, like, are we? Is it maybe because we're missing something? Like, the escapism yes, of maybe? the 80s. I think, yes, I think it's the escapism. Number one, uh, for me, it's not of the. I grew up watching a lot of these movies, yeah. so I it reminded me of those movies. Yeah, but also, like I mentioned, there's a part of you that wishes in life yeah. that you could be Dalton. Wish fulfillment. Especially as a man, you wish that you could be that guy that would walk into a fucking bar and own it right it's away. It's that character. Girls want to be with him. Guys want to be and, him. And, and the guy and the the bad guys are so stupid yet so kind of evil. Yeah. And they don't stop. But as Imran mentioned, you root for Dalton. Yeah. It's like clean up that motherfucking bar. Know what? Clean that motherfucking city. Clean up that whole town. <laughs> yeah. But this is peak Swayze. So this is Patrick Swayze. After Dirty Dancing and before Ghost and Point Break, like the late the eighties, early nineties, peak fucking Swayze, and there was just something about him that sold me on this yeah. whole move. I, th- I think a lot of it too is Swayze, as Imran mentioned. Yeah, if you're gonna ever reboot this movie, you can't you can't use The Rock. Yeah, even though you'd think he'd be the go to guy, no. because you need the whole point of Dalton he's is unassuming. that he's got to be smoldering. Yeah, he's got to be a guy that that the chicks dig and that that you know that he's gonna be like has that magnetism with girls and i don't think the rock really does that in any movie i think that's one of the things he doesn't do well i think the rock is too too physically there like too it's too it's too it's it's too on the nose if you're like the guy that's trying to like cast someone that's everyone would love and he's he could kick everyone's ass you're gonna pick the rock right but that's it's too on the nose. You, like Swayze's great because he's he's like the line. I thought you were bigger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what you need. Everyone, you need and he's like got that. like this like little dark past where he yeah. killed someone yep. in the past. Yep. It's so it's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But it I mean, it's not. The script is horrible. Yes. Horrible. The uh, I love the concept though. Like, see, the thing is, the the script is like horrible. But I love the idea of. Of like, there's a guy that comes in and cleans up the town. Yeah. That's like that's a western. Yep. Like there's yep. a some fucking drifter new rolls sheriff, in. You sheriff in town. They even call him a drifter yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Some drifter rolls in and decides, oh fuck it, I'm not gonna let this happen. And then he just kind of like stops his drifting and settles down there and fucking cleans up the place. Well, it, it's also immersive because you, you we all like that western thing. Yeah. But they switch it on its head and put it in a bar. <laughs> so it's a bouncer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Instead of a saloon. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I never thought a bouncer would be like something important. And then they just they they make the They're bouncer. Like, we're the gonna guy. make bouncers the stars. The cooler, yes. as it's called. The yeah. cooler. I was like, what the fuck is this? But rugs, it's that thing you also talked about about eighties movies, is we just didn't question it. You just watched it and enjoyed it. And it didn't would not make sense, but it didn't fucking matter. Well, I watched these things when I was a kid. Yeah. I had no idea what the fuck. I didn't know anything about movies. I just think they happened and then uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, the opening, literally right from the opening, when the the rich guy, the bar owner, goes to New York, sees Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze gets kicks the guy out, gets knifed on the arm, still doesn't fight him, just goes outside. Yeah. All right, guys, back inside. And literally right from there, and the, the guy tells him, hey, I need you to clean up my bar. It's fucked up. People's eyeballs are everywhere, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right from that moment, I'm going, 
Yeah, this I want to see this guy clean up a bar. <laughs> how does he clean up? How is John Taffer from the yep, 80s clean yep. up this motherfucking bar? Yep. And it, it took me back to the 80s. It took me back to like being a, a kid and watching these movies and just enjoying them. Uh, even oh, though I, I was grinning shit. the yeah. entire yeah. I, I had to stop it a few times, but usually I stop these movies that I'm sometimes forced to watch and I'm going, man, I, I really don't want to fucking restart this movie. This one, I was literally like, I got to pee. Even if I had like a little inkling of a pee, I'd like, I'd pause it and go, I don't want to be distracted at all. So I'd run <laughs> over to the bathroom, pee real quick, put it back on. I was loving this fucking movie. I wish it was five hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Listen, like I'm very psyched about this because I like, I like this movie and I was like, I was always a guilty pleasure. Yes. I was always embarrassed to talk about it, but I've brought it up to a lot of people that are like kind of guys in their like thirties and forties. And they're like, yeah, I fucking love that movie. So <laughs> that's what they're saying. That's what they, they say. So I'm like, uh, we're not in, like, we're all in agreement that this movie's terrible, but there's something about there's it, something something about it. that we just, it's the wish fulfillment. It's the pornography aspect of it that yes, women don't act like this. We should not act like this in real life. And when we're watching a porn, we know, you know, that they're going to throw themselves and just be objects. And in this movie, it's just, it's hilarious because it's so ridiculous. And he wins. He never loses. He's always winning. Always. This guy. He's always going to kick your ass. I, the, the last scene when they're, when they're shotgunning this man, yeah. I was laughing just hysterically. Howling. This is so, I mean, this is so fucking ridiculous. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and the bear falling on the, the, bear the bad falling guy. On Tinker was great. He, I forgot what Swayze's line was. It was someone like, we, he goes, where you were you? He him. goes, a bear fell on me. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> bear fell on me. It was like, it's what a pretty this? fucking manly movie. So, but it, it gets surprisingly so violent. I didn't expect it to get that I didn't expect the throat rip at all. And show a throat rip. I just love that he can catch up with a motorcycle yeah, and then take him take him fucking out. The dude had at least like a fucking hundred feet on him on a motorcycle and he somehow caught up to I him. love he throws him in the lake and he's like, Wesley, fuck you as he pushes <laughs> him over. It's so crazy. And he he great. drags him across the lake. Yeah. I thought he was gonna throws Wesley like and then like throws the dead guy like Makes him float closer to Wesley, but how that, that that lake must be like three feet deep. It's a big lake. I thought he was going to take him all the way over there and like drop him on his thing. And yeah, Brad Wesley does not go down. It takes four shotgun shots, dude, to take this guy down. It was fucking ridiculous. They're blowing people's houses. Oh yeah, oh, everything is up everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> things are exploding because well, Brad even Wesley's- Wesley, like he, he, I feel like that guy's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. He was pretty entertaining too. I was, I was drawn to the fact ben that like, he's, ben yeah, I, I was drawn to his i was drawn to his charisma yeah. of being the bad guy I was like man if the fuck this guy man <laughs> he thinks he can run this motherfucking town fuck him i wanted to remake this so bad <laughs> but, but i know should. it's never gonna be as good it'll never be as good they're never gonna have the tits in it they're never gonna it's not gonna have any of this stuff that makes like just the the whole wish fulfillment of like just macho like you know stuff they're not gonna do any of that it's all problematic now but it's fucking ex- it's an escape. It's, it's like a we great know it's escape. fake. Yeah. It's not yeah. real. Yeah. We know that we we just think it's hilarious. Like when you tell us when you watch a comedy, you know none of that stuff is is real, and you laugh at it. So it's just well, I like can I can see it is that movie that like in the eighties before you you would go out with your boys, you watch this, it gives you a little bit of confidence, you got a little bit of swagger. Well, look, and you go out. You know, when I was a young guy in the New York club scene, there would be fucking guys who could walk into a room and fucking and women would throw themselves at them and they weren't even famous or anything they were just guys that were in the scene mm. that were there and they whatever maybe they had drugs whoever but like that that shit would happen it, it, like, I, was, I, 
I would agree. It's not entirely impossible for stuff like that to happen. Yeah. Uh, what were some of your favorite lines? It has amazing cheesy lines. Oh, I used to fuck guys like I you used in to fuck guys like you in prison, Jimmy. I was, I was like, what is that? Is that an insult? What did that even mean? I, like, wh- why would you say that? There's another one where Sam Elliott goes, she's way too smart to have an ass like that. Yeah, she's that. got too oh, many yeah. brains to have an ass like that. I love the guy hitting on the girl. He's like, hey, vodka rocks. What do you say? We get nipple to nipple. I was like, does that, does that work? And then the I want I want you to be nice until it's not time to be nice. I think that the whole dude, great. I think the dude that was filling up the girl's boobs yeah. was Patrick Swayze's brother. Oh yeah, Swayze's brother is in a lot of these things. Yeah, he always tags along. <laughs> he got the best part, the best bit. Also, I love Wade telling him when a man sticks a gun in your face, you got two choices: you could die or you kill the motherfucker. And that's <laughs> that's what one happens. Of the line, one of the lines that stuck. I'm paraphrasing it, but Dalton keeps calling the the guy he's renting the place out, Mister. Yeah, he goes. Oh yes, that's he goes. Line. That's like don't call. He's like don't call me Mister. That's like putting an outhouse in a. Or he's like that's putting like an elevator in an outhouse. Yep, that's it. Just yes. don't belong. It don't belong. <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy. Uh, there's a couple of crazy facts about this movie. For example, it's it's sad and also weird that both Patrick Swayze, Ben Gazzara, both die of pancreatic cancer. Uh, within years of each other, Swayze in like oh six. Well, Swayze, they, from what I read. Uh, a lot of that could be attributed to the fact that he's just a fucking chain smoker, which uh, he smokes in every goddamn scene in this movie. Yeah, too. he does, doesn't he? This movie made me want to smoke cigarettes too, because you see him smoking. He's smoking it all the time. Yes, he's just lighting another. That would one. never. You yeah. would never see that. Also, he had a bum knee. He had hurt his knee on Dirty Dancing and worked through it. And then this one, he had to have fluid drained, like it fucked his knee up, which prevented him. He was offered the part of Predator Two. He, mm. he couldn't take it. It was too physical, but that was the best thing that could have happened because what does he do? He does ghosts instead. That fucking skyrockets him uh, later. Everybody did their own stunts. There was no stunt doubles in this movie. Really? <laughs> yes. They wow. Everyone did their own stunts in this movie. You are seeing everyone do that shit. Um, I love the band. That dude, Cody, the blind Great guitar band. player. That's actually really yeah. He is blind, too. Yeah. He's Canadian uh, band Jeff Healy. The fucking, they were so good. The music was great. Uh, fun fact on top of that, some of the songs in the soundtrack, Patrick Swayze Patrick Swayze that. sang two songs for the soundtrack <laughs> to this film. They did an off-Broadway version. Somebody made an off-Broadway musical also. Oh, yeah, I know about that. Yeah. The guy from uh, The Last Dragon, uh, I forgot what his name was, but uh, he played Patrick Swayze. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, Swayze was trained by kickboxing champion Benny Urquidez. Hmm. And uh, he held multiple uh, black belts in several disciplines. So, so I think Swayze did know some martial arts. Uh, I don't know if he showed a lot of it in the movie, but yeah, a little bit. It was good enough. Yeah, I mean, it was good like enough. I feel like if it was anybody but him, like it would be a complete. He he makes the movie. You know, Absolutely. if Van Damme was this guy, yeah. <laughs> it would be a or like Steven Seagal. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, Van Damme has a. I mean, Kickboxer is basically this. Yeah, that's movie. a good point. Yeah, right. Uh, none of the movie was filmed in Missouri, actually. That's not surprising. And w- at one point, you see signs to- that point to Los Angeles freeway ramp, and there's like mountains in the back. Um, <laughs> and and police actually use the "be nice" scene. They show I it saw, in retraining cops on how to handle a situation. Uh, the the they, they like to show that scene, and it's a great scene. Like he's so. This guy who's a bouncer has a, deg- a PhD in philosophy. What? 
not get the fuck out of here. What is going on? And so I like that he was like, well, no. you can't do anything with that. Yeah. So you have to do bouncing. But I like how that his philosophy is in his rules is like, just be cool, be nice until it's not time to be what? nice. But always be yeah. nice. What, what if somebody calls my mama a whore? Is, is she? Is she? Yeah. I want you to be nice yes. until it's time to not be nice. I love that. He's like, I'll let you know. Take it outside. Yeah. That's yes. number one yeah. rule. So uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. You are the bouncers. I am the cooler. <laughs> All you have to do is watch my back and each other's and take out the trash. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking Shout out good. to the two of the, the, the women in here. Um, which, what, what's Kelly the Lynch. name? Kelly Lynch and Julie Michaels. Oh, oh Julie Michaels was Denise. Fantastic. Yeah. So Kelly Lynch was in cocktail. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, like, in, see, like, they don't do that anymore either. Yeah. Like, I mean... This, the, She's a the doctor. There's no chance. <laughs> well, the, the um, you you kind of like you get starstruck by these women, yeah, right? yeah. They yeah. just they're just leaping out of the screen to you, like you know, they and they don't really do that anymore. Now they're like they're covering everything up, and they're now they're they're not they're not reveling in it anymore. They're kind of like pushing it away. Like it's very puritan puritanical now. These the movies that come out. They don't really linger. Like the last, like Michael Bay used to do this shit. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. You know, like in the first Transformers with Megan Fox, yeah. that was like the last of it, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly Lynch also that year did Drugstore Cowboy with Matt Dillon. It's a very good movie. I would recommend you guys check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, but so Jesse Rodriguez, who picked this movie, he commented, he says, Patrick Swayze ages like fine wine in this movie. You have a so called mysterious lead that everyone knows by his last name. Flawless hair, martial arts, one-liners, over-the-top villain, monster trucks, and throat ripping. What more could one ask for? Nothing. I submit to you nothing more. I I really appreciate that Ruggs called that I would actually like this. I think we were picking a movie to review and Rugboy thought I would like this. I mean, if you like Van Damme movies, this is like a Van Damme movie, but like... With like the macho ness, like turned up even more, like because because it's like in the Van Damme movies, it there's not as much animal magnetism and just ridiculous like over the top stuff, right? And there's just there is in this film. Well, I mean, growing up, Van Damme, Seagal, Stallone, Bruce Willis, um, Wesley Snipes, uh, Schwarzenegger, like those are all my guys. And this is fits right in with all of those fucking yeah. movies. It's just it's Patrick Swayze, which except it's Patrick Swayze. You, know, you never who I always associate with Dirty Dancing. I never yes. never associated with something like and this. Ghost. I'll tell you another great Patrick uh, Swayze movie is called City of Joy from 1992, where he's it takes place in India and he's a doctor. He's very good in that movie, but you know he goes on to do two Wong Fu things for everything. Julie Newmar. And uh, he's an eleven fourteen. I mean, he was acting until two thousand nine, when he did pass away. Um, so there's he just has this presence. I was like, man, there's something about Swayze. It's his hair. He was in Donnie Darko too. I forgot. It's his hair. He yeah. was the dad in Darko. All right. Well, you guys want to rate the movie? What would you give this movie, Anthony? So if I'm being like realistic about the movie, right? Yeah. Like if I was being objective, I'd probably give this like a four, right? Yeah. But I'm going to throw that out the window. Go ahead. This movie is an 8.5. Oh, shit. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's great. And I'm sticking with an 8.5. It has, as we talked about, the movie is entirely ridiculous, but 
There's just something about this movie yeah. where it just wrapped me in, and I was enjoying the ride the entire time. And by the end, as we've mentioned, I wanted to be Patrick Swayze. Listen, it makes you laugh. It makes 8. you cry. 8.5. I'm sticking 5. with it. I even think those the- reviewers all are wrong. <laughs> so everything is wrong. Everyone that says this movie is bad does not know how to have a good time. Look, I'll even give him the way they set up Wade, Garrett, and the, their friendship. Like, when he got killed, like, I was like, oh, no, not Wade. Get those motherfuckers, Dalton. And he immediately, he takes the knife. Yes. He pulls out it of the out. Dude, yes. And then he just goes on a killing and spree. Kills everyone. I wish <laughs> yeah, he, he was takes about his to leave, car. He was about to leave town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he ends up, he should have fucking ripped out Brad Wesley's throat. That's what I said. Oh, shit. Uh, Ruggs, Man. what number would you give this? That's an am- oh my God. amazing this, score from Anthony. Look, if I'm going to be objective <laughs> too, this movie is, the script is beyond horrible. <laughs> I mean, the conveniences, how everything just conveniently is like, it's just like bad movie writing 101. Like there's no subtlety to it at all. Yeah. It's just trash, yeah. but it's the kind of trash that I love. It's the, it really, it's porn. It's what it is. It's <laughs> por- like when you watch porn, you're not going to go, Hey, I'm, I want it to be good at good plot and really good writing. You just like, you want to see some boobs. And so this is like, this is eighties porn. It's eighties action movie porn. It's like action, fucking violence, boobs, fucking macho-ness, just fucking rock and roll music. Yep. It's all that shit. It's dirty. Um so if I'm going to rate it on the, that and the the fact that I'm escaping from my shitty life yes. and putting myself in the air of Dalton and like what he can do and how women just throw themselves at him and it, in a world where just like shit like that happens. Uh I want to be in that world. I'm going to give it like a 7.5. Nice. Uh, this is why I want to get into Rotten Tomatoes because I want a review to be if you like porn, you'll love Roadhouse. Ding! That's going to be the review. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I also, I surprisingly enjoyed this movie more than I thought. I can't believe I'd never seen it. And for sheer 80s cheese enjoyment level, I was thinking, I was thinking like a seven, actually the lowest out of all of us, but. I, I really enjoyed this movie, uh, and I wanted to. I watched like the end of it again because it was so ridiculous. Uh, and uh, Patrick Swayze is dreamy. What can I say? It's my listen. It's like, um, it's a much better experience than it is a movie. Yes, mm. and, and your mileage is going to vary if you're a person that loves that type of shit, or if you're a, if you're a person that's appalled by violence and and chauvinistic behavior and women getting treated like objects. You're going to hate this fucking movie. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're like a dude who's like really a feminist at heart, you're going to hate this movie. Uh, um, yeah. I can't see many girls really enjoying this movie. No, they'll look at, they'll turn their nose up at this immediately. Unless they're like into seeing Patrick Swayze's ass, which they do. Get, manage to you get a good shot of that. that. So shirtless Swayze, that's there for you girls if you want. I miss the 80s. I think what you think like a 15 year old kid would get this movie if they watched it. Yeah, this is yeah. a fifteen-year-old. I mean, it might they might it might be a little dated for a fifteen-year-old, yeah. but the right mindset. Yeah, this this is uh, this is a teenage. This I would have loved this. I mean, I loved it now. Yeah. But I would yeah. have loved it as a teenager. <laughs> Imagine, yes, when you're like fifteen. But I think Rex said it best. It's a, it's an experience. It's a good. It's a good it, bad movie. That's an. It experience. is everything you want as a teenager. Yeah. A, a stud guy that can fucking do do kung fu, beat everyone's ass, get the girl, get the girl just by acting like himself yeah. 
and he's not like a cocky asshole. No, you can, like, he, this is everything you would want to be. You can calmly walk away, uh, and it's just like the perfect fucking eighties. It epitomizes what the eighties. I think Anthony's been robbed of this his whole life. Yeah. Why finally. have I not seen like, this? Imagine he would have seen this movie growing up. It probably would have changed your life, Anthony. Oh, it would have been something entirely different. <laughs> uh, good pick, Jesse Rodriguez. We Thank appreciate, you so much. Yes. Uh, pick another one. Uh, that's good just like that. But uh, thanks for turning yeah, us on. Yeah, finding another gem that we haven't seen. This, this is a great gem to get turned on to Roadhouse. So very good. All right, let's do some news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Good. Hey, listener, join our Facebook group, Talking to the Nation. I'll read your name. I'll uh, read your comments. You get to be part of the show. You guys... Last episode, as we discussed, I was out, and you guys asked for feedback on how you did, and oh, we got some talking nerd. Oh, shit. Oh, did we? Roberto Rivera says, five minutes into the latest episode on Patreon, and it's gold. <laughs> so, what? okay, good. Positive. So far, so good. Okay. I'm thinking. Wes Cranford, Yank from Down Under, says, nice work, you two. It must have been killing him. Also, glad to be back to old intro. Good call, Rugs. Yes. I was on Amazon and started uh, the 80s movie Death Stalker. I'm here to tell you it's, it was worse. I could only watch the opening scene. Worst piece of trash I've ever seen. Uh, why is he talking about Death Stalker? I don't did know. He bring that up? Uh, did he pick that movie? Did you pick that one, Wesley? Are you giving us $10 a month? I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen that? I've seen minutes of it, yes. I've seen, I've seen there's just boobs in it. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, There's uncomfortable boobs. Oh, awkward boobs is uh, yeah, just like, like the the they're very gratuitous. Like in Roadhouse, for some reason, it's gratuitous, yeah. but it's like it's th- this is just like a, unnecessary boobs, I guess. <laughs> okay, it's just yeah. Hey, get them how you can get them. Yeah. Uh, Fiddlesticks Winterbottom the third says, uh, Tony and Rugs, you guys did a good job on your own. You made the movie sound so batshit crazy that I might have to watch it just to see David Johansson. Hamming it up. Oh, shit. I was talking about the nanny. This was no nanny. Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. Oh, not the Fran Drescher show. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, John Campbell says, great to hear complete thoughts and sentences from the guys without a gigantic vagina interrupting. Whoa, <laughs> All joking aside, get well soon, Imran. We expect your Mr. Nanny review soon. Why is it bad to be a vagina? Think about it. It's a strong muscle. Everybody wants to get in there. I just don't know why they would label you with it that. It makes people. Uh, these are all good things. So all right. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> Put a good spin on it. <laughs> Ralph Bravo says, at the gym, listening to the podcast, laughing my ass off at the movie review. And just a bit bummed, Imran couldn't review, but awesome still. It was his pick, Ralph's pick. In my defense, it was my favorite as a little kid. And I did say y'all could have reviewed The Sandlot if you wanted a great movie. So, <laughs> Well, I, we like talking about shitty movies. I, I enjoyed reviewing Mr. Nanny. I'll say that. And so as far as my thoughts, you guys pretty much covered everything. I, uh, there's not much I could add except for the fact that this movie, the one thing this movie, Mr. Nanny, gives us is possibly the most evil, psychopathic, shitty kids I've ever seen in a movie. Just insane, evil, violent children. <laughs> they were going for Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone and ended up with Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son. Oh, shit. What happened? 
But yeah, your guys did a good job. There's nothing more. It's a really bad movie. Uh, Brian Goff asks, uh, anyone else watching this two episodes in? It's pretty damn good. He is talking about this new show on HBO called The Outsider. Is that the one with Jason Bateman? It is with Jason Bateman and Ben Mendelsohn based on a Stephen King story. I have watched the four episodes that are out. It is pretty good. Okay. Um, it presents itself kind of as a, uh, a murder mystery crime thriller, kind of like the night of or a true detective. But then they, the first episode, there's like a drop maybe of something supernatural. Then the next one is a few more drops. And by the fourth episode, you're like, what the fuck is going on? They slowly introduce a supernatural element. And the show is, it's one of those things where you're like, they got this guy for murder, but they got him over here. How, what's going on? How is this possible? Uh, it's pretty good. It's a good mystery. Ben Mendelsohn's great. You let me know if it's really good. I would recommend uh, check it out. Four episodes so far. Also, check out there's a new show called Avenue Five on HBO. Uh, it's a comedy about a space cruiser, like a like a oh, yeah, cruise ship in it. space, with Hugh Laurie from House right. and uh, Josh Gad is in it. Um, it's kind of weird. It's kind of funny. And uh, new Curb Your Enthusiasm season is fucking phenomenal. As always, I haven't seen that yet. I'm gonna mm. cringeworthy, mm. cringeworthingly. Have you guys awesome. watched The Circle on Netflix? No. What? That's the. It's like a social media reality game show. Yeah, I've heard about. Is it, it good? I don't know. I've heard things. I've heard that. Mm. Like, I don't know. If anybody's watching it in our in our uh, fans, let us. Know. I need them to release another season of that fucking rap show with uh, Cardi B and fucking Ti, uh, Rhythm and Flow. That shit was great. All right. I want to see more of that. <laughs> okay. Anthony, does any of these shows pique your interest for HBO? I mean, I always, I always enjoy Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, so I good. never really yeah. followed it religiously, but whenever it's on, I, I laugh the entire fucking JB show. JB Smoove is on from the beginning, and he's. I will, I will fully admit that while you were talking about some of these other things, yeah. I was texting. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you about Tony. All right, Tony ruins lives. <laughs> Finally, David Zika. Uh, has a comment. It says, support the Jock in Nerd podcast. He writes, I'm developing a new project, and to raise some funds, I will be discounting some of my comic books. So let me jump in. He he sells comics on eBay under Zika's Viral Comics. He says, if you message me before you pay and mention the Jock and Nerd, I'll take 10% off the purchase price, excluding shipping. On top of that, 10% of your after discount purchase price will be donated to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you must message me before paying to get the discount in honor of our favorite Spidey fan, Imran. I have listed a CGC 8.5 issue of Amazing Spider-Man number 48. So he started this bid at 99 cents. I do offer combined shipping so you can save even more. He starts his book at 99 cents. This book, which is a great book. It's uh, the Vulture uh, issue 48. It's up to $201 with two days left um, to purchase. But he's got some good books in this project he speaks of. I'll have more on that a little bit later. I may be helping him out a little bit. Oh, wow. So, yes. There's some fun stuff. You giving away your comics, Imran? I am not giving away my comics. Never. You're selling? No. But I like uh, Zika's idea. So follow all those instructions. <laughs> Let him know. Buy some of his comics. Help him out. And he'll be helping us out. Good stuff. Uh, and that's about it. And final announcement. Uh, Anthony, you mentioned this last week, but we're going to keep repeating it because people need to hear things multiple times to remember it. Yes. C2E2. Yes, we will be there. February 28th R2-D2? through Mar- March 1st. R2-D2. 
Oh, C2E2, that's a convention. Uh, the biggest comic book convention in Chi-Town. Oh. Uh, February 28th, March 1st. This one is in McCormick Place. Um, so it's in a different part of the town with that normally where we go to Rosemont conventions. But I think we'll be there on the Saturday. Anthony, what do you think? Right? Mostly? Yeah, definitely the Saturday. Um, yeah, we'll be there. If you're in the Chicagoland area, maybe we can say hello. I will be interviewing people. I know Boss Logic is going to be there again. Dope Pope, I will get Dope Pope on. We'll talk to some people. Oh. Uh, Jim McPike, is gonna, he's going to be there. He's buying a badge to come be our intern again. He, we had a lot of fun at Ace Comic Con. So it's a big show. It's one of the best if you want, go, go to one in Chicago. Come out on Saturday. We'll hang out. We'll have a little meetup, something. Absolutely. Oh. We yeah, got so press credentials when... They have denied us press credentials. I know. This was a big moment. This was a big yes, one. This was a big deal. So I'm, I'm very excited. Um, and finally, more. we need more Apple Podcast ratings. We are up to 110. Trying to get to 200. The reason being, once we get to 200, I reapply to Rotten Tomatoes to be official movie reviewers. Oh, shit. Rotten Tomato critics, they want 200 ratings. We're 90 away. So if you have an iOS device in the U.S., you are surrounded by family and coworkers that leave their phone on their desk unattended. Just fucking grab that shit. Everyone it has. Only took us what, like five years to get a hundred. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, when we started this, we were at uh, like eighty-seven. So how long has it been? I don't know. It's not bad. We'll keep trying. We're gonna keep going. Get us to two hundred rugs. Where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. So just come check it out. Anthony, have fun at the soup or bowl. Personally, I always pick soup. Is it this Sunday? Yes, it is. It is oh. this Sunday. Do you think we'll see a Godzilla trailer trial? Oh, so speaking of that, I did read an article where a lot of studios are not running commercials because it's too fucking expensive. The price went up to like $5.6 million for 30 seconds. And uh, I think Disney will have some things, but like Paramount and all these other uh, studios... They can't afford it. They can't afford it. Hmm. Interesting. So oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. So I don't know. So we're not going to get any good Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I you'll be... get good ones. You're just not going to get trailers. Mm. Yeah. Because it used to be like big trailer drops, right? Didn't Avengers? Yeah. The, the all the big thing? trailers yeah. used to uh, pop off during the Super Bowl. There may be a black. Let's get a prediction before you go. Uh, okay. Score. Uh, we'll win by points. And uh, what do you got? I will go with the uh, Chiefs, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Ooh, close game. Yes, Chiefs, Chiefs on top. All right, good stuff. I, I'm going to say Chiefs, and it's going to be, I don't know, probably le- uh, less points. I'm going to say it's going to be like a under sixteen point game. And there you go. I'm going to say uh, San Francisco, two hundred forty-six to negative seventeen. <laughs> That's my final. <laughs> That's a winner. That's my final offer. That. Call your bookie right now. Call your now. bookie. Put that in. Buy the squares. Buy all the squares you need. Buy all the squares. Buy all the squares. Listener, check out the show notes. Jogginer.com slash 312 for all the bullshit we talked about in this episode and how to get in touch and how to support the show. All sorts of fun stuff. Um, thanks for listening. Share the show. Subscribe wherever you find audio. We'll see you next week right here on the Jogginer podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll you next time. Bro, do you even podcast? I told you to be nice. Fuck that show. My balls was hot. My balls was hot.